0: Hello, and thank you for listening to Living Wealthy Radio, heard around the web on livingwealthyradio.com, iTunes, and Blog Talk Radio. I am Teresa Kuhn, helping you live wealthier. Resources are available for you at livingwealthyradio.com.
1: Hi, Joshua here, producer for Living Wealthy Radio. In today's talk we're discussing money and mindsets and how to thrive in difficult times. We don't really understand just how powerful the mind is and when times are bad we go into autopilot mode. We get anxious and afraid and we fail to understand just how much control we have over our life. What I found interesting about this conversation is that the link between life success and a sense of control has actually been demonstrated in a scientific study taking charge of your life and not playing victim may well be the single greatest factor in determining how well you do in life. Our guest today has a rather diverse background, but through the events that unfolded after the 2008 recession, she found herself creating a phenomenal system for developing successful mindsets. She studied the effects of subconscious programming and thought patterns on success in money, uh, relationships, and various other areas of life. And out of this came a rather unique system for reprogramming the mind to thrive, even when the odds are against you. Later in the interview, she also discusses a rather generous offer only for Living Wealthy Radio listeners, so stay tuned. Today's enriching fact of the day is you can be a happier person by cultivating a perspective of gratefulness. There are people who have so much success in life. They have a great career, a nice home. A loving family and plenty of options but for some reason they're stressed and unhappy on the other hand there are people who have experienced great tragedy or loss they don't have as much in this life yet they have an inner happiness a kind of joyful perspective that sticks with them no matter what life throws at them why what's the difference factor here according to many experts it comes down to gratefulness when you see life as a gift you're happier going through it taking the good with the bad with a thankful heart. Think about the last time you were given something valuable that you had absolutely no part in bringing about. You didn't earn it or pay for it. Someone just gave it to you. Can you remember the thankfulness and joy that came out of that moment? What if you could experience that every moment of every day? David Steindelrast, a monk and interfaith scholar, insists that every moment is a gift we can be thankful for. He suggests that The key to lifetime happiness is actually in our own hands and that if we learn to see each moment as a truly unearned gift of opportunity, then life happiness is really the natural outgrowth of this perspective. Because each moment, whether good or bad, comes with a free opportunity, we can receive it gratefully, happily. And from this new perspective, a new humility and sense of giving will naturally follow. So. How do we cultivate this outlook? How do we become a more grateful person? Well, David describes three simple things. Stop, look, go. We rush through life, but if we could stop long enough to appreciate life's many blessings, we could then be truly thankful for them. Every time, for example, we turn on a faucet and clean water comes out, we should stop and be thankful, even for something as small as that. Imagine how valuable this little gift would seem to someone in Saharan Africa. Life is full of these little moments if only we would look for them, and look from the perspective of others. And when you look, you'll find. Lastly, we should go, or in other words, use our creativity to seize upon the opportunity that's contained in each moment. Make the most of it. Stop, look, go. When we implement each of these three steps in our own day-to-day life, our perspective will change, and our attitude will too realizing each moment is a gift and an opportunity we did not earn will view the world from a place of abundance and generosity stop look and go will lead us out of a place of fear and scarcity stress and unhappiness and enrich our lives with gratitude and satisfaction today's enriching fact reminds us that life is what we make of it each moment is a new gift notice it be thankful for it And then use it to make life better, better for yourself and for those around you. You're listening to Living Wealthy Radio with Teresa Kuhn. It's understandable that you might feel in ship shape when the economy is doing well or life is smooth sailing. But when the financial winds kick up or there's an economic downturn or crisis, you realize at the wrong time where the vulnerabilities are in your portfolio. That's why I highly recommend getting a free, customized financial analysis from the team of experts at Financial Battleship. Whether you're a business owner or just looking to shore up your family's finances, Financial Battleship enables you to weather any storm. Their solutions and on-call advisors equip you with liquidity, full use and control of your assets at any time, the option to avoid probate, tax-favored and tax-deferred accumulation and distribution, and so much more. Just head over to BuildMyBattleship.com for your free analysis, which includes customized insights for cash flow optimization, asset allocation, and a detailed financial blueprint. You'll also get a free ebook loaded with strategic intel for building your financial battleship. Go to BuildMyBattleship.com and get the confidence to achieve your major financial dreams without the dread of unnecessary risk.
0: Joining us today is Susie Siegel, a researcher, educator, and expert in the field of building inner resilience to find new success opportunities during challenging times. She is the creator of Locus Mindset, which helps professionals, leaders, entrepreneurs launch new ventures, grow existing businesses, and create positive organizational cultures. She is here to help us understand how we can gain more control over our lives, our money, and our health by using science-based tools for real and positive change. Welcome to Living Wealthy Radio, Susie. Thank you so much, Teresa. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. We are excited to have you. So tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you go from a background in business, higher education, law, to studying mindsets and how they influence success.
2: Sure. Sure. It's definitely a very unlikely journey but a really interesting one that really knits together very well. So I would tell you about 10 years ago, you know, during the recession, so about economic recession a little bit over 10 years with my law practice and my law clients I began to notice a difference in how they would approach situations and finances in their lives, right? We had people going through losing homes, losing jobs, financial instability. And myself and another attorney that were practicing together at the time started a nonprofit housing counseling to help people who were in trouble with their homes. And we saw two sets of of clients, two sets of mindsets, we could say. One, these people saw, you know what, this is adversity. We don't like it. You know, We didn't think we'd have to make these changes or lose our home or our job, but it was the best thing that could have happened because we made changes, we had to get up under our finances, we learned, and we're going to become stronger. And they went on and their lives got better. Many of them started companies, worked with new jobs, and you would never know they went through this adversity. The other set of mindsets were people that said, wow, this happened to me. I was going along fine in life until this crisis happened with the housing market And and I'll never be the same. And they went on and life just got worse. And the difference between those two had nothing to do with their financial well-being or the severity of their loss. In fact, some of the ones that went on to do even better were in worse financial trouble. It had to do with the way they saw the world and how much they believed they controlled in their lives. So that was the law practice. Then I come into higher education. I've always been involved in higher ed, probably since 2005. And I saw this with leadership in higher education. In fact, my dissertation, I studied entrepreneurial colleges, and I thought I would go in and talk to these successful institutions and hear strategies and tactics. But instead, when I spoke with the leadership, it was the mindset of the leader that made the difference in the success or failure of that college or institution. So what was I seeing? The level of control that leader felt he or she had, even in tough college and university climates. And then finally, rounding it out with my business students and my business entrepreneurs and my leadership students and my clients, I would see that the difference between people who succeed and fail has very little to do with intelligence or financial backing or any of the being in the right place at the right time, although those are all important. It's the degree to which they believe and perceive they're in control over their lives and their situations, even in tough times. And so began for the last 10 years, the research around mindset, specifically locus of control.
0: I absolutely love that story. And there's so many different ways that you can, I think, describe the two differences of of the two groups that you and your partner, um, the clients that you were working with, you know, it sounds like There's some took control. They didn't have that victim mentality. Oh, woe is me. This happened to me, for me, and I'm going to take it and grow from it. And the other group where they were victimized by their circumstances. Is that a good summary of the two groups by chance?
2: Yeah. So what I was seeing, exactly. I mean, I I would say, and people don't always like to think of themselves as that they don't, they don't, they wouldn't say I'm a victim, but they would say this happened to me. You can tell in the languaging, well, you know, I was going along and then this happened. And so it forced me to do this or, and what happens, they don't even realize that they're, they're sounding powerless to make the choice. And so it's how we think about the things that happen to us, not what happens to us that shapes it. And that's the interesting piece is we had people who were in very serious financial situations, some of them losing their homes, their cars, their jobs, you know, bankruptcy. And yet, why does one set of people go on and things get better? Yeah, they had to go through adversity and challenge and the other set, things get worse. When you look at the difference, it was how they thought about what happened to them, not that they, not the fact that it happened, if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: I think it's fascinating. We're having this conversation 10 years after that whole financial meltdown and look what we are in the middle of, right? Yes. The, the pandemic of 2020 and so many people from a financial perspective, it's over the numbers say anywhere between 20 and 30 million People have applied for unemployment. People have lost their jobs. Their houses are coming next, right? And so this is such a timely conversation, Susie. I'm so excited we're having it. So what exactly is the locus of control and a locus mindset?
2: Yes. So that's so true. In fact, Teresa, it's so funny you said that about the pandemic of 2020, because I thought about that too. I thought, you know, every decade or so, and sometimes it's shorter, sometimes it's longer, we're going to go through these ebbs and flows. So it's not about what happens. It's about how we navigate. So locus of control. In 1954, Dr. Julian Rotter, psychologist Julian Rotter, put forth the psychological theory of locus of control. And in his theory, he said, you know, there are people, it's a continuum, right? You have external or internal along a continuum. There are some people that would identify more as externals. And and then there were some people that defined themselves more as internal locus. And so here's the difference. He said people that tend to identify more as internal locus of control tend to believe that they are in control. They believe and perceive that they're in control of the results, decisions, outcomes, and choices of their lives. And those that tend to be more external focus, external identifiers, would believe that luck or chance or circumstance, or how about this one, powerful others, that term was used in the research, are in control of the outcome of their lives. And that the degree to which you are in the continuum, if you're if you are more external or more internal, he had a, um, a study, he had a measurement that they used, a survey. And he said, you know, this is really the, the you know, people don't really change over time. And- Further research has shown through the years, so much research on this, and in fact, on my website, I have tons of it, that people who tend to identify as internal locusts have better health, better wealth, better job satisfaction, and better relationships. There's a strong correlation between those two. And people who identify as externals, more chronic health problems and issues, physical and mental well-being, struggle in relationships, especially interpersonal change jobs frequently and because of negative situations and money problems all the time. So that's not saying it always is the case, yet by and large, those studies showed significant correlation. And so a locus mindset, so the research, I come into this and I say, you know what, hold on a minute. I'm not sure that there's half of the population or whatever the percentage is walking around and they're fully in control of their decisions and their lives and how they can adapt and navigate. And then some people, you know, they just got the unlucky external card and they're not in control at all. What if we all have an internal locus of control? We just don't know how to operate the system. And that's the research I've done over the last decade is a locus mindset is a strong internal locus of control approach to life. So you know what it is is within your control. Yes, the pandemic may not have been within our control of how it happened. We know that or the recession or other things. But what do we now do because of it?
0: So what role does the subconscious mind play in our lives? Is mindset science conclusive about the impact of the subconscious on success?
2: Yes, Teresa, this is a great question. So this, play, this is a perfect question. So if we could imagine, if we could imagine our, our mind, our locus of control, let's say, as a compass and a magnet for a second, and the compass would be the goals you set, the things you intentionally want to do. You know, I want financial stability. I want financial freedom. I want to make more money. I want better relationships in my life. I want to be healthier, fitter, right? And then the magnet represents the dominant beliefs, the ones we're not aware of that run below the threshold of our conscious awareness. If you imagine those two things separate, the conscious mind is probably about 5 to 10% in any given day. And this comes from cognitive and social psychologists and neuroscientists that put forth an idea of a more automatic processing system. As we move through the world, our autonomic nervous system, our subconscious mind is sorting for things, making pattern matches, all of this. And so I did this research last fall. I interviewed, you know, three neuroscientists, several psychologists, people who study the subconscious mind. And while they don't have the, but they might differ on the percentage, they were all clear that a majority of how we operate in the day. So, you know, 89, 95, 90% is subconscious, is that magnet mind. And you know, when you put the magnet near a compass, what happens to the compass? It messes up the directional coordinates. So if we're aligned, if what we want in life is congruent with what our beliefs and patterns and programs and the ingrained things that we may not even know are there that form when we're very young, and we can get into that in a second, is not congruent, then we're not going to go where we need to go in life. And that's why you see people date the same person who just looks different. Make the same money mistake it's just a different fact pattern and they never get out of that cycle usually there's a program there's a pattern so when i talk to neuroscientists because as a business person as a lawyer i want the evidence right we're like i mean at lawyers we like oh if it could only be beyond a reasonable doubt i was more convinced than ever that a lot of the problems we have myself included the one, the things i've struggled with and continue to work on are coming from that autonomic mind that magnet mind And so my vision, my hope, my work is I want to help people gain more control by working with that magnet mind, by working with the subconscious.
0: So I've never heard it called magnet mind, but it makes so much sense, right? Because our subconscious is programmed to continue running the same track over and over and over again, right? So we just keep attracting the same opportunities, the same partners, the same friends the same type of circumstances so how can we get out of that like how do you reprogram the mind so people can attract what they really want versus the default program
2: yes absolutely uh in fact it's it's interesting because you know when i when i first started putting this forth and i published on it did research on it and talk about it people would say well are you saying we don't have free will and i said no we actually have a lot of free will The problem is we just don't know what's driving our decisions, our will. We think it's what we are consciously thinking, but a lot of times it's what we remember. So, you know, if you think about the subconscious mind, meaning the part of your brain that stores emotions and imagination and, and, you know, associations, right? If we have a positive association with a smell and you think about you're moving through the world and your senses are bringing in, your, your five senses, right, are bringing in bits of data, then it's, it's put through two processing systems, right? It's put through the actual bringing in of the data. And the mind is sorting for what's familiar, what matches our model of the world. And if there's, no, if there's nothing known there, if there's no match, it kind of dismisses it. It just not, it ignores it because it can only bring in so much. So that's why people who struggle, let's say financially many times, an opportunity will come their way, an investment opportunity, a strategy. And they'll say, oh, well, I'd have to part with money to buy that product or that service, and I'm not sure I can do that. And generally speaking, there's something pulling on them that's saying safety, security, right? Even though that's not useful in the moment. So how do you get in and make change? First is you have to understand how the magnet mind works. That pretty much it's a very simple mind. It it sorts by what's going to keep us safe, what's going to keep us alive. And those things are familiar, even if they're not healthy. So that's to your point of why do people repeat patterns in relationships or with money or with health? They might say, oh, I know better. I just don't do better. Is the pattern, that pull, that emotional attachment is there. So first is really understanding how the brain works. And to study that, you know, I, there's so many places you can go on my website. If you go to my website, I have a resources and research tab where I break it down. Very easy things to read. Some are more dense scientific studies. But the second is simply by being aware of the fact that when you have certain patterns that show up in your life, When you notice, okay, this is the third time I've been in this situation, but gosh, each time there's a different reason, so to speak. Look at what might be the safety lesson. So many times with my entrepreneurs, for example, I saw they'd have a little bit of success and then they would lose steam. They wouldn't push forward. And if you go back in their history, you saw their parents had success and they lost it. And so the brain goes, well, this was really painful to have to lose our home in the recession, to have to lose our job. So if I never have it to lose, then I don't have to deal with that pain. So many times we actually prevent the very thing we want. Now, once you kind of get in and work with that part of the brain, you get changed, but you have to understand how it works. And that's part of the the focus group I know we're going to talk about. I developed a tool specifically for business leaders, lawyers, entrepreneurs who are like, look, I don't have a lot of time. I want something that works, that works quickly, that's effective, and that gets me changed. And it's science-based, but really gets changed because If you can't change things, if you don't get changed, what good is all the theory, right? We want the practice.
0: So you touched a little bit on what are some of the ways that the locus of control can empower success in business and entrepreneurship, right? Is there anything else you want to add to that?
2: Sure. So one thing to think about is the seat of our locus of control really is in the more autonomic subconscious mind. And that's why you might have some, okay, so I'll take myself for an example. You know, I would say probably 10 years ago, if you asked me locus of control, I, I loved that question. I used to ask this question on an interview, by the way, I used to ask people whenever we interviewed people at my organization, Hey, what percentage do you think in any given day of events, choices, or circumstances are in your direct control? And I was looking for something in the eighties or nineties, you know, nothing's really a hundred, but I was looking for that answer. And I was shocked to see some of the people would say, well, 10%, 50%, they would get upset at the question. I think it's pinging on when we feel out of control. And I looked at my life and I thought, well, I would answer pretty high. And yet, and yet, there were things going on with my ability to, you know, be overwhelmed, anxious at work, interpersonal relationships that felt out of my control. And I would tell you, well, how could it possibly be in my control? It's because this person's doing this or it's this. So that's what I mean by it's so deep. You have to really get deep to do that. And I saw this with my leadership students, with my business students, with my entrepreneurs. Once we actually began having conversations and working with the tools we use with Locust Mindset, it was unbelievable, the shift. They really changed how they showed up, which then by, you know, in turn changed the things they brought in. And the magnet mind totally shifts. It goes from survival and, you know, non-useful things. Not all of these things are unuseful. You have stuff in the magnet survival mind that's very useful, but the ones that aren't, those things shifted doesn't mean you still don't have problems and and little breakdowns, but they're not like four week breakdowns. They might be a couple hours. They might be 40 minutes where you say, oh yeah, I have to kind of get on top of that. So that's what I would say about locus of control is my hypothesis, my theory would be, we all have an internal locus. We just don't know how to operate the system, which is why things feel out of our control.
0: So can you speak to your recent focus group that tested your framework yes. for leaders professionals and entrepreneurs
2: yes yes so i did a pilot study i wanted to start with a pilot study first to kind of test the the tool and i used an established instrument uh, patricia detweiler published an instrument through sage publishing on internal locus index where she developed and tested and got this instrument peer reviewed. So I didn't wanna create my own instrument. Those in academics know why uh, it's much better to use one that's been tested. And I had a focus group of 15 people. So we had a small N, it's a qualitative educational study. And we we gave them the test before and then after the intervention. And the intervention was the Thrive framework. And that's the uh, tool that I developed using the locus mindset research, locus of control, how to get change. And so they did that for about three weeks. They did the Thrive framework, which is a daily, a daily journaling practice that's very focused, very specific. And Thrive is an acronym for that practice. And then we measured locus of control after. And we measured it against um, a P value of 0.1. And we did see statistical significance at that. I think it was 0.07 that we saw, which is very good. And you know, I want to now do a larger study with a, a much smaller P. To really hone that in but we were very pleased with that and then the qualitative feedback was phenomenal you know people said wow that the shift was amazing and they didn't do anything else in their lives i wasn't you know necessarily working with them on their business or anything it was simply taking the assessment doing the thrive framework and taking the assessment again and the change was significant so we were very happy to, to see that and, and i knew that you know i kind of knew it would be i don't say i approach research with knowing the outcome i had just seen such great results in the couple years i had done little beta tests here and there I thought, wow, if somebody really does this, I would be really interested to see what change they can get. Now, I can't say everyone's going to, you know this, Teresa, from being a lawyer, you can't guarantee any result from using any product or anything. But I can tell you that the people who have used it, um, they have they have gotten some great results and I've seen it in my own life So yeah, that's our focus group. And I I'm, I presented on that. I published, uh, working on, working, putting it into a more publishable form, but I have a presentation at a conference that got postponed because of the pandemic in the fall where I was And
0: it's very exciting. So I know, I mean, I work with money, right? And I know absolutely without a doubt that money is a mindset. Entrepreneurship is a mindset. Like everything we do in our lives is a mindset. Absolutely everything, right? And, you know, our beliefs, our stories, our perceptions, uh, and talking about money, right? Shape our relationship and our experience with money. So it sounds like to me that the program that you've got it can change all of that in every area of our life. Is your program the more specific to, hey, we're going to work on the, you know money or relationships or finance or entrepreneurship or your work, parenting, or is it just in general and then every area of your life shifts?
2: Yes. Uh, the answer to that, would, and I hate when people give this answer, both and, and here's why. So, yes, first, I would affirm money is a mindset. I always tell my students, you know when we created our entrepreneurship program at my university, entrepreneurship is both a pursuit and a mindset, and that's true of business and it's true of leadership. So why thrive is so effective, and why we we developed it the way we did is many times if you have a money if there's something going on around money in the magnet mind, whether it's I'm not worthy to make that much, I'm not worth that title. Um, you know, growing up, I was told money, people that have money are bad, they're crooks, they're evil, and that kind of stuff stays with you. And even though you want more money, that stuff is stays with you, right? And it can cause decisions to be made, emotions to be felt that impact results we don't always know where that comes from. Does that come from belief about self-worth, which could be an issue about ourselves? Does it come from our relationships, worthiness in relationships? Or does it come from actual health issues we have where we don't think we're strong enough? So why Thrive works is we do it around health, wealth, and relationships. So we kind of cover the whole canvas. We make sure that no matter where there could be something going on in the subconscious mind, we're really working to tune that up and align it for success. So where I have seen at work is really with, when you talk about money, I have an entrepreneur now and you know, before we did any coaching on entrepreneurship strategies, you know, business model, canvas, startup marketing, we did mindset work. We did the thrive framework. And then when the pandemic hit, I, I asked him, I said, Nate, how are you doing? And he's like, I've never had more business. It's great. He had a five figure month. He found ways to pivot during the pandemic. Now, Did did he learn that as a strategy? No, he learned it as a mindset. He knew that it wasn't about finding the reasons why he couldn't do it. He had totally shifted his perspective around money. And one of that was something he learned, one of that came from a comment his parents made, you know, you got to get a steady job. Entrepreneurship is no way to live. And so once we worked through that belief system, he not only saw it was a way to live, it was the way to thrive. So there's so many times we have this hang up in our minds. You know, uh, we saw our parents lose money. We, we see how, wow, you got to hold on to it. It goes away. Or, you know, growing up in my family, if my parents, my parents were in commercial real estate and if they got a commission check that was really big, it would not be uncommon to say, oh, here you go. Here's extra money or we can take this vacation or buy this because we had a good month. There's nothing wrong with that to an extent. Yet my brain interpreted it to mean, when you got money, you got to spend it because it may not be there the next day. So growing up, that was a struggle, right? So you really getting in and saying, is this a useful belief or do I want to go a different way? And understanding that many of the times the emotional attachments we have to decisions come from that. And so money is deeply connected to feelings of safety, security, and self-worth. Teresa, it was so funny when I interviewed a neuroscientist, they said, in the same part of the brain, different quadrants, but the same area lights up. When you have a concern about safety or security, as you do about money, because money touches every area of our lives. It touches our health care, our children, our relationships, our health, our you know, families. And so when we are threatened, like people are going through the pandemic, they're worried about the economy. Many have lost their jobs or are at risk of losing their jobs or their wages. And what do you think is going on? That brain is lighting up. All the fears are coming back. So that's why it's so important to do this work now, because just like the recession, We have a choice how we emerge. Do we emerge like the clients that thrived or the ones that went on and life just kept getting worse?
0: So you've made a super generous offer to our listeners. And I'd like for you to talk about that. And also, you know, I hope our listeners are aware how much your content, your information, your course can help not only survive during this time, but thrive. So please introduce your course to our listeners and your very, very generous offer.
2: Oh, sure. No, my, my pleasure. My pleasure. So yeah, if you if you go to my website, locustmindset, L-O-C-U-S mindset.com, uh, if you go to Locust Mindset, you'll see it'll say enroll now and everything pretty much pushes toward the Thrive framework just because that's such a powerful, um, it's such a powerful tool and not only would I be, you know, I'm happy to give 10% off, I have a coupon code here that we, I can give you, Teresa, we can put it in the, in the, um, whatever you want to put it in, or I can tell it now, but I'll, I'll give it a little bit off, but I'll also offer this, you know, if you take the Thrive program, what was so helpful about doing it in a focus group was I got to work one-on-one with the people in the study on questions they had that came up. And I really developed the the program kind of from there. So I made sure to give so much content. I mean, there's, there's so much there. There's workbooks, PDFs, videos, so much resource. If you want to work with me after, if you say, you know, I, I need 30 minutes of your time to really just debrief the framework, make sure I've got it so I can go, I would be happy to toss that in as well and give you my private time for that. Because it's so valuable, right? To know wow. that you're correct. You can take this tool, you learn it, use it the rest of your life. It's not something where you have to come back and pay me every month for it. I think it's something you can use, apply right away, and see change. And uh, there's a lot of resources on my site, too, for free as well, if you're interested to kind of see. There's a PDF, you know, if you want to learn more about Locus of Control. But, you know, we'll we'll, we'll give you a a deal on the course, as well as I'll throw in a half an hour directly of my private time if you want to reach out to me and uh, connect after you finish the course.
0: Well, I'm definitely taking advantage of of your offer. Tell us a little bit about how long the course would take someone to go through.
2: Yeah, it's a great question. It's about six modules and there's some bonus modules too. So I I wanted to make it, I wanted to make it thorough enough so that someone coming in that maybe didn't have any exposure to mindset, subconscious mind, locus of control would be able to learn what they need to know to apply it right away and then see change. At the same time, I didn't want to create, you know, what we do in academics, a 15-week program. So you could probably, I mean, if you're really, you know, if you have time and you set it aside, you could finish it in a weekend, you could, you could finish it, you know, in a couple days. Uh, you know, I, each module has a video and then several, you know, there's some worksheets to each one. You can rewatch them if you need. But I really tried to teach it in a way that was really clear, that was useful. And that you could use right away. So I don't think it would take longer than a couple days if, if you wanted to dive in and watch them, you know, uh, fully. The videos are probably like 30, 40 minutes each. And then there's the bonus modules. And I added those because a lot of times people were coming back and asking questions, and I thought, you know what, I want to give as much as I can. I think that's so important. You know, you gotta be very useful. And they they talk to you a little bit about what happens when you start doing the Thrive framework. It's very interesting. What happens in your dreams, what might show up, and some of the theories and research behind that. It's all very research-based. But I, I tried to make it and distill it down so that, you know, a business person, a leader, an entrepreneur, a professional, a lawyer, anyone, healthcare could come in, take it, learn it and go. Um, so, yeah, so it's not going to take you long, but it, it's enough there. There's enough meat there and there's some interviews there. I threw in some interviews, so you'll, the interviews I'm talking about. You'll be able to hear other people's experts perspective, kind of like guest lectures. We call it in higher ed, you know, it's just chock full of content, but it's organized. So if you can't finish it all in one sitting, that's no problem.
0: Susie, I so appreciate your offer. It is so generous and I can't wait to dig in uh, i I'm excited super super excited. Please share again the website and let's go ahead and share the coupon code
2: yeah, absolutely it's locust mindset l o c u s M-I-N-D-S-E-T, so locus L O C U S Mindset.com. The course is already reduced to 97. So I did that a, you know a couple months ago. I said I wanted to really offer it at a really lower rate. And then with the coupon code, it's Tammy 102020 exclamation point. So it's Tammy 102020 exclamation point. That's the coupon code. And Tammy is a mutual friend of ours, Teresa. And that's why that's the code. And I think you'll appreciate that. And she's someone who, well, as soon as she heard all this, was like, oh, this is amazing. And, and so I'm very grateful to her. And I wanted to kind of you know, kind of give her a shout out in the code. But that's, uh, that's the code that you'll use. And that'll take a little bit off. But the course is already reduced. And, and part of why I think it's really important to invest in this is you're going to get stuff you're going to use going forward. I mean, the cool part of this is it's a lifelong practice but you're going to learn it in a very focused setting. And especially for people that do financial planning or coaches or other people out there, if you're listening and you have clients, if you can learn this practice really well, and then you can adopt it in your practice and your life, that's great too. In fact, I'm even looking at putting together a program for people that want to do ongoing coaching and want to get licensed in it as well. Oh, that's
0: fantastic. So yeah. Good for you. Yes, Tammy is a mutual friend. Many of our listeners know Tammy, the marketing maven. She's been a dear friend for a very long time. One of the most brilliant, creative women I I know, and uh, I am honored to call her a friend. So thank you again. I can't wait to get started. And uh, let's circle back, let's say in the next month or two, and talk about the progress that I've made and what changes I've, I've noticed. I think that would be super cool. Teresa, that sounds
2: wonderful. I would love to do that. That would be so exciting. Thank you so much. This was such a great opportunity. This is my passion. I want to share this and get this out there and and just really give people the tools. I wish I had a decade or so ago. <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness. Imagine if we had these tools when we were in high school, right? Or just growing up with these tools. Uh, amazing the difference in our lives, but uh, we, we don't need to look back. We need to be present, take advantage of the opportunities we've got and move forward. So thank you again. We'll speak soon. Sounds great. Thank you. You've been listening to Living Wealthy Radio heard around the web on livingwealthyradio.com, iTunes, and Blog Talk Radio download or subscribe to our podcast to hear a new show every week i am Teresa coon and i hope you'll join me again next week as i show you ways to live wealthier resources are available for you on our website at livingwealthyradio.com